Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. All right, Ben, how do I look? Oh, wow. I look good? Yeah, man. Looking what? sharp, right? Are we recording? Put my tie on here. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. D is putting on a tie. First of all, I'm impressed on two fronts. One, that he's wearing a tie. And two, that he knows how to tie a tie. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, <laughs> I YouTube a video every time um, for left handers. And I just, I think I've had this tie tied for, uh, I don't know, maybe about a year, <laughs> two years. What's the occasion? Well, Ben, I don't, I know you know this, but I live in the 11th Ward. Oh, <laughs> I have a meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, there was no pre-show prep. <laughs> I have a meeting getting... today. <laughs> did you double check to make sure you live in the 11th Ward? Yes, yes. Okay. Not I did. that it matters because, you know, who's going to check anyway? I did. Oh, well, I asked the lady at uh, CVS. I said, is, is this is the 11th Ward, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So, uh, <laughs> Well, there's a vacancy for Alderman. By the way, uh, we talked about that with Sue Sedlowski. Garza get into that in a little while. Uh, there's a vacancy for Alderman in the 11th Ward because uh, the former Alderman, uh, uh, Patrick Daly-Thompson, found myself doing my Alexis, Alexi Genulius Barack Obama invitation. Uh, Patrick Daly-Thompson uh, is, um, was convicted. On federal tax fraud charges, so there's a vacancy. And I guess Dennis, you wearing that tie is your way of saying you're going to interview for the gig. Is I'm, that correct? I'm going for it. Eleventh <laughs> Ward, all right. Oh, thank heaven for Ward Eleven. So let me ask you this. It's like, oh, that's you my know, slogan, just, by the way. Yeah, it's a great one. Thank heaven for Ward Eleven. Oh, thank heaven for Ward oh, Eleven. Yeah. Oh, so I screwed it up. Oh, what a week it was. Uh, <laughs> don't don't mention that. <laughs> It's a great slogan. You should win it for the for that reason alone. By the way, what's your what, what do you have greater odds of being slated to be the next alderman, eleventh ward, or getting WBZ to call you for crying oh, out loud? Well, I think I got a shot at this alderman. <laughs> I got a better shot at that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, that's know? hilarious. Come on, WBZ. You know where we are. <laughs> We're very busy. Uh, tons of applicants from Dartmouth. Uh, <laughs> Dartmouth. Bruce. Uh, Princeton is really interested in these jobs. I believe uh, Bruce Rauner went to Dartmouth. Is that is that right? That would be correct. Uh, very good. Uh, <laughs> I love Bruce Dar- Rauner. Uh. WBZ's got him on speed dial. Uh, Bruce, we're thinking of you for a producer's job. Uh, he was going for that aw shucks like governor guy. Like, no, don't think about Dartmouth. Think about my Dart League this Thursday. I'm in a Dart League. <laughs> oh, that's good. Remember when the motorcycle? Yeah. He, like all that weird leather stuff he would be wearing. Like, dude, what's with the leather stuff? All right, so I'm looking okay, so I'm good to go. You look, you look really good, ladies and gentlemen. Too bad we don't have uh, the uh, video here because he's looking great. The shirt is real. I, I, somebody must have ironed that shirt because there's not a wrinkle to be found in it. The tie is sharp. Bit of a guy co- looks good, ladies and gentlemen. I'd vote for him. Bit of a coffee stain there, but that's okay. I'd vote for him. Yes, indeed. All right, hey, studio audience, I look good. Do I look good? <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Coffee stain. I right. see the coffee stains below the uh, camera. Thank God. All right. You're have literally not been in the same room as Dr. D <laughs> since <laughs> you and Samantha came by. Remember? That may have been the yeah. last time. Yeah. You, you yeah. picked something up. I, f- I have pictures of yeah, it. It's, so it's gotten weird. It. I just dress up in my closet. And, okay. <laughs> Your Ben Jarofsky yeah. Show for Friday, February 25th, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pot to smoke, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Speaking of, Ben, tell everyone about the latest column in Chicago Reader. Well, I took the week off because I was uh, in Cali uh, enjoying a vacation or a few days off anyway uh, with my kids and my granddaughter. Uh, but my, I have an upcoming column for Best of Chicago, which taking a detour. Uh, I actually don't want to give it away, D. I want the suspense to build because I don't want to give it away. But it's for Best of Chicago, the the reader's uh, annual Best of Chicago uh, uh, um, issue. And I just don't want to give away what I'm writing about. But I'll just, all right, I'll just tease you folks. <laughs> Let's build some suspense, buddy. Okay. Uh, my beloved Bulls. Oh, God. My beloved <laughs> Bulls. Best of Chicago. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of which, did you see what the Marvelous did last night? Again, this guy's like the... Unbelievable. Shout out to Jim Coogan. Ace Attorney Jim Coogan sent me a text. Uh, shout out to my buddy Josh sent me a check. A text. Sent you a check? Talk. Oh, my God. Are you into gambling again? <laughs> I can't even talk. Everybody was texting me. Can you believe what he did? Ladies and gentlemen, five points in about 30 seconds in the at the end of the fourth quarter where they were down to defeat Atlanta. They're like, what happened? We used to beat these guys. What happened is DeMarvelous DeRozan. DeMarvelous DeMar DeRozan joined the Chicago Bulls. And uh, I'll tell you what, who's a little irritated is DeMarvelous Dr. D. Because he was DeMarvelous in this town. Well, I was going to say, you know, he's so good that maybe, you know, he deserves that nickname. And I'm just kind of, you know, not doing it any justice, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. I think both of you deserve it. What I'm trying to say is stop calling me that. Oh, no way. The guests like it too much. There's always a big smile on a guest's face. I see it when, uh, by the way, I'm going to take a picture of you. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm back to Instagram. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And, That's really good. Uh, th- oh my God. You look so good. Do you got your, oh wait, hold on. I got to move the mic. All right, ladies. Oh my God. Is this man handsome or what? Uh, do that thumbs up thing. Oh, thank heaven for Ward 11. All right. Remember that. All right. There's a lot of great pictures. Those pictures alone on Instagram, you don't even have to campaign. You're in. You know, I think I, I think I may be just, you know, uh, whisked into a campaign come Monday. Who oh, knows? This may go viral. Something. I just realized something. What? Mayor Lightfoot appoints. This is just an appointment. So it's not the voters voting for you. It's not all the people seeing how dapper you look in that blue tie. It's Mayor Lightfoot. So allow me to say things, a few things need to help you. Thank you. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot, everything I've said for the last two years about you, please ignore. And what you're more than likely going to say the next like, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and also ignore everything uh, that's about to be said. Uh, and let me remind you, I voted for you twice, okay? So, you know, come on, it's Chicago. I voted for you. You take care of my guy, D. One hand washes the other. Very Chicago. I know you're from Ohio, but you lived here for so long that you become a Chicagoan. 
you know, I'm not from Chicago either. So what kind of deal? How about that, D? Huh? Please She's stop. She's forget all the bad things I've said about it for the last two years with Just that one. Stop while you're ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Friday, February 25th, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh What a Week. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Yeah, hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Pray for Peace, Pray for Ukraine Friday, and here's why. Uh, I know we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about local issues. We're trying to be laughing at the local issues, uh, but it is very some upsetting news. I was reading the headline there uh, in the Sun-Times and obsessively following what's going on in Ukraine, uh, the invasion by Russia, and the political fallout in this country, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I talked about it uh, already today once with the uh, uh, bonus guests that will be dropping tomorrow, Sue Selowski Garza. Never seen anything quite like it. Uh, we're the political party, the second uh, well, they're the the Republican Party. Let's just call them that. Uh, they're not. They don't have the White House yet, but they're very close to capturing the uh, Senate uh, and the House. Is siding with Putin over Biden in this dispute? I find it just really, really hard to fathom uh, the the amount of disunity in this country. I don't know how else. I'm trying to say it as euphemistically as I can. I'm trying to say it uh, as neutral as I can. Never seen anything like this in my entire lifetime. Uh, this is an autocrat, a dictator, an oligarch. Call him what you will. Uh, nobody would ever want to live in a country that he's ruling. I'm talking about Putin. Uh, has invaded uh, Ukraine. And uh, I don't know how many thousands of people are going to be killed as a result of this. I don't know the ramifications in terms of refugees, the breakdown of that country. And uh, the Republican party is essentially supporting him. I know, I know what you're going to say. Oh, Ben, this, this congressman said that the other congressman said this. Yeah. Well, the leader of the Republican party, the leader is Donald John Trump. He's already on record saying uh, that he stands with Putin and it uh, wouldn't have happened under him, but he still stands with Putin. I don't know how you could be both. So uh, it's just, very upsetting on many fronts. Uh, and I saw that headline, D, and I just had to say that. I know we're going to move on to local news. I know we're going to make that shift right now. But I just saw that headline. I looked down, I saw that headline, and it just everything else just popped into my head. So without further ado, we're going to take the shift to local news. The young man from Alton, Dr. D, DeMarvelous with the news. Oh, it's a heavy load you're passing to me, but let's do this. All right. How's it going? I'm Dennis. I'm wearing a tie. I live in the 11th Ward. They're looking for Alderman. What the hell, right? I'm going. What do you think, Ben? What are my chances? I just, like I said earlier, none. <laughs> Wait, let me try again. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot, everything I said bad about you, man, just ignore it. Uh, and everything I'm <laughs> about to say about the city you run, ignore that too, okay? Oh. Help, help a kid out, right? Uh, and by the way, I just need to know this, Dean. What? If you get this gig I, that, that I'm like essentially ushering you in with okay. my uh, direct appeal to Lori Light. I mean, you I said I had that. no chance about. <laughs> well, that was before ago, I, but... I did the second appeal. Ah, to Lori okay, now okay, you're sorry. in like Flint. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but if you get the gig, will you still produce my show? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll have a new studio, bud. <laughs> oh, my lumpin'. That's right in the 11th Ward. Hello. <laughs> no, no, my office. 
Oh, you're off, Ward off. Okay, yeah, you're Ward off. We do podcasts out of that bad boy. (laughs) Yeah, and guys, when you constituents, when you come in to talk about potholes or garbage, whatever, try to be quiet because we'll be uh, recording. No, that'll be a part of the show. (laughs) It'll be like you know, like a Howard Stern kind of thing. Cool, come on in here. Oh, potholes, huh? You know what I mean? It'll be like a live experience. You will have the experience of an alderman, which really it's what it should be. If you're you know an alderman in 2022. By the way, if you run. I mean, if you uh, throw your hat in the ring for this current one, this okay. current process, again, once again, Patrick Daly Thompson is no longer the alderman. There's a vacancy. It will be filled by uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. So, and then there's an election coming up in 2023. So if you are appointed, mm-hmm. do you pledge not to run in the 2023 election? Hey, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Buddy. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's not bake an apple pie when we haven't got the apples yet. You know what I mean? Very, very good. Fuck. That sounds like a downstate Altonian. (laughs) Just made it up. Just uh, made it up. Just made it up. (laughs) Okay. All right. So wish me luck, guys. Uh, More on that story and why I may have a bit of a chance in moments. But first, I'm Dennis. How's it going? Let's find out what happened this week in Chicago and or Illinois. And we begin with our Illinois Democratic House Speaker. Yes. One ECW Emmanuel Christopher Welch. And Mr. Speaker, some would say that you must be doing something right because a Republican lawmaker is suing Emmanuel Chris Welch. (laughs) Uh, They're hard on those Democrats. They love Putin, but they're tough on Democrats. What happened? Well, it started last week when Republican Representative Blaine Wilhauer threw what some mothers of preschool children would call a temper tantrum. After he had or after he and eight other Illinois Republicans were kicked off the House floor last week for not wearing a mask. Fellas, there's literally one week left. (laughs) Quit being weirdos. Just wear it for another week and be done with it. Oh, Lord. I mean, if you were doing this like a year ago, okay, maybe, all right, you know, but (laughs) what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) There is one week left. Just, Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? Seethe, my friend. Seethe. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Will Howard said about the lawsuit, quote, and no, this isn't John Wayne talking, all right? We're trying to ultimately restore some sanity in Springfield. Can't wait just a week, huh? So the lawsuit really stems from that moment last week, but something else went down that was honestly ridiculous. So it was our good friend Lakeisha Collins who called out our unmasked Republicans, and included in that group was Woodstock, Illinois Republican Steve Reich. Now, Reich had been wearing his mask, and so his name was actually taken off the list of those kicked out. Still, he approached Collins, and according to reports, Reich put his finger in her face and said, keep my effing name out of your mouth, but he didn't say effing. Collins was startled by his tone and felt threatened. Well, this week, after receiving letters to do so, Reich has apologized for his actions, saying, quote, by the way, also not John Wayne, I will say again, I'm sorry for what I said. I'm offering up an apology, but it's no different than the apology I would have offered up if she had been willing to listen to me 10 minutes after this happened and that this never would have had to occur. That's how you do these things in my world. You're honest. You take care of business. You clean up your own mess and you move on. It's what I intend to do with this. Collins also expressed interest to move on, saying, we're all imperfect people. We may not always see eye to eye, but we can always be civil and respectful of one another. This is not political for me. This is me speaking my truth and how I felt in that moment. 
right. Uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, with Representative Collins. She was on the show yesterday, so I urge everybody to check out what she had to say about it. Uh, I'm going to uh, go on a bit of a riff repeating what sort of uh, amplifying what I said yesterday. Uh, having heard Dennis uh, read the apology, and I have apology in quotes, that may be the worst apology I've heard all year. And I know there's a lot of comp- competition out there. Uh, every time MAGA says something really stupid, I watch how they, first of all, they try to resist uh, apologies. And then if their PR staff says, boss, you really got to apologize, they come forth with an apology that is in many ways is worse than the original right. statement. So the dude acted like a total jerk. He crossed all lines. Uh, what he did, if he had done that in a public setting, well, it is a public setting, but if he had done that like in a bar, if he had done that in a restaurant, if he had done that at a grocery store, he possibly could have been arrested. And uh, at the very least, forget the arrest. It was just such a violation of normal, civilized behavior. He should have immediately been embarrassed and humiliated. So he went up to apologize. Maybe he was uh, embarrassed or whatever. Whatever motivated him to go up to apologize, he went up to apologize. Uh, Lakeisha Collins was not ready to accept the apology because just 10 minutes before, he'd been in her face with his finger. Now, D, I don't know about you, but I have a huge fight with someone, and they get in my face with a finger, and it's scary. I'm not sure I'm ready to apologize in 10 minutes. You know, it may take a half an hour. It may take an hour. It may take flowers. I don't know what it's going to take. Oh, nice poem. You know? Uh, now, I've been in situations like this, and, you know, I've always been told, my mom told me a long time ago, when something like that happens and someone goes crazy, all, like, you know, everything's out the window. No one's right. No one's wrong. They're crazy. So you're not going to, like, you know, get anything solved. You know what I mean? So letting it chill simmer out i think that you know lakeisha made the right move yeah i agree she made the right not only was it the right move to your point it was also just like an honest move like, yeah no i'm not ready to apologize you were just in my face 10 minutes ago yeah. i'm just not ready to apologize i gotta think about it's, everything that just happened here yeah exactly so uh so that's the situation then eventually time passed and she accepted his apology even if she still uh, you know, a little upset about it, which I don't blame her. And I say this for somebody that comes from a family known to hold grudges for 20 years, 30 years. Sometimes it takes a while. It's really weird, guys. Uh, <laughs> it takes a while to get over something. So it's like they say, uh, you can forgive, but you can't forget. Whoa, there you go. There's something. That's like uh, no one to hold them and no one to fold them. All right. Uh, Kenny Rogers, I think, came up with that line. You got to. Uh, you can forgive, but you can't forget. So after he, uh, so in his apology on the floor, what he says is, uh, uh, I offered an apology last yesterday or whatever, but she didn't accept it. So in your apology, you're kind of blaming Lakeisha Collins. I'm just saying that's like the subterranean message that you're putting out there. Yeah. You know, well, I try to apologize, but just get her to accept an apology. Huh? And then here's the part that kills me. He closes it. That's how you do things in my world. What? You throw a tantrum? 
You throw a hissy fit? Is that how they do things in your world? You wave your finger in someone's face? That's how they do things in your world? Uh, you're honest. You take care, take care of business. You clean up your own mess. You, you haven't even cleaned up your mess. You're essentially, in your apology to Lakeisha Collins, praising yourself, blaming her. <laughs> how is that cleaning up your mess? Somehow you're making it her fault. It's one of the worst apologies I've ever heard. And I'm kind of afraid to say it, D. Because this guy's got a temper. He'll come in and start waving his finger in my face. The thing about MAGA is I always get a little nervous about criticizing MAGA because they're always like, well, say it in my face. Like, what? I'm not allowed to criticize you? I'm not allowed to, like, even question you? MAGA feels free to say absolutely everything, anything they want about anybody they disagree with. But if you dare to disagree with MAGA, maybe we could settle this outside like men. (laughs) Well, you know, if so, anything, we do, we can just hang up on him on the Google Meet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Worst apology. I'm sorry. And I've dealt with Mary Miller's apology, Congressman Mary Miller. I analyzed that apology. That was pretty bad. That was, you know, to the, uh, with the fallout over when she said, quote, Hitler was right. Hmm. Somehow or other, she uh, had to apologize her way out of that one. It was a terrible. Uh, Johnny Catanzara. We haven't talked about him in a while, D. Uh, the head of Fraternal Order Police. I remember his apology, sort of. It's been great. It's been great. <laughs> so, you know, MAGA's got issues with apologies. I'm just saying, MAGA. Just, you know, a little reflection there. You might want to think about how you apologize. One of the world's worst apologies uh, was offered up by Reich. I'm sorry. He ends up praising himself in kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, subterranean way, backdoor way. Blaming Lakeisha Collins, just saying, because she didn't what immediately embrace him ten minutes after he was in her face. Oh yeah, I forgot. I for, I forgive and forget. Even though just ten minutes ago you were in my face waving your finger. Please don't get offended, State Representative. Please don't get offended, State Representative. Right? Please don't get offended. I live in fear that he's going to show up at my door. Listen to you, punk. I know how to deal with guys like you, hippie freaks. <laughs> MAGA. MAGA and its apologies. God help us all. Okay, now what are the chances that, uh, because, you know, it is an election year, that that this guy, like his apology was like, you know, you know, worked by some kind of, you know, think tank or something. You know what I mean? Like he had his apology, but then, you know, he's got to keep in mind it is an election year. So he's got to kind of construct it in a way to where he doesn't, you know what I mean? I don't know who, who could have constructed that. Donald Trump constructed that apology. Listen, here's what you do. Here's what you do. (laughs) Blame her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with you. Clearly, uh, there's always they're, they're all politicians. They always got their eye for running for office. Yeah, they say uh, politics ain't beanbag. Does that just mean like everybody lies all the time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wait. Um, oh, I just got a, a message. A message from Maya. Uh, did Dennis send the invitation? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're having so much fun talking. We have Maya. Maya Dukmasova, my partner in crime, coming. Uh, Dennis is going to send a message. We have special breaking news. From Maya. Yeah, you'll have, and, to, uh, we'll have to apologize for that. Yeah, we'll have to apologize. So, D, absolutely, it was political. In my humble opinion, all things are political. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. In my interview with Sue Sadlowski Garza, we talk about political decisions, the politics of things. Oh, that's called the tease, D. Called that was tease. really good. That was really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, I believe uh, this is my belief 
that uh, it was with an eye uh, toward the election. It was such an insincere apology. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, I tried to apologize last year, but she wouldn't last week, but she wouldn't take it. Yeah. Huh. Like, guys, well. you're not John Wayne. Quit being. Ca- <laughs> Listen here. I don't take a kindly to that. I like I just. And hey, you got one week left. Knock it off. Uh, yeah, you know, that is hilarious. This is one week. We're going to be talking more local news. Uh, Maya Dugmasova just reached out to her. Ben, you guys are going to be talking about First Tuesday. It's coming back. Yes, yes. we're going to talk about First Tuesday. I'm gonna, uh, this, it's this Tuesday at 630. I can't wait uh, to do it. We're going to be back live because, as you just pointed out, D, the state's opening up. Uh, and uh, uh, that I, I now I'm not, you know what? Oh my God! I may have spoke. Maya Dukmasova has joined us. Maya Dukmasova has joined us. Sorry about that, Maya. Maya Dukmasova is here, and we're going to do some uh, promotion uh, this Tuesday. We return to the hideout for First Tuesday in person. Very excited about it. And Maya is an impresario. She put this show together. This is a tremendous show. I can't wait. Uh, Gator Bradley, very interesting uh, Chicago political character. But Maya, I don't want to step on your toes. You tell folks, give them all the information they need to know. Take it away, Maya. Yeah, so we are having two political consultants join us whose entire specialty is getting judges elected. So Uh, As you mentioned, Gator Bradley and also Mary Kay Dawson, who's been in the game longer than probably anybody else who is doing political consulting in judicial elections. So I just want to, you know, acknowledge that a lot of people may be confused about who to vote for when it comes to judges, why it matters to really participate in this part of the ballot. We did some analysis at Injustice Watch uh, and Something I mean, the most a judicial race will ever draw in terms of voters is like 75, maybe maximum like 78 percent. So think about that's like a quarter of the people who are voting who will get to that part of the ballot and keep voting. So there's quite a bit of a drop off every election cycle, whether it's a primary where you may be voting for multiple candidates for judge or the retention elections in November where you just have like 60 names and you got to say yes or no on whether to keep them on the bench. So, you know, we're trying to, you know, basically help people understand why this is, why this is worth following. If you're following politics, why these races are worth following and why it's important to vote for judges. And Mary Kay and Gator are people who have a fascinating view on this issue because they've been helping people get elected judge for years and years and years. And uh, I just can't wait to like ask them about what like, you know, what what kind of what kind of like dirty campaign stuff happens? You know, what does it take to you know, what does it take to really win? You know, there's such low profile, low information uh, elections, obviously. Uh, so we, you know, there's a lot of insider baseball. There's a lot of insiders. You know, Chris Welch's wife is running for judge now. Uh, in the south suburbs, there's a lot. There's two aldermen, Howard Brookins and Chris Taliaferro, who are running for for judgeships. You know why? Why are these people interested in these positions? Um, you know, I want to talk about that. I want to just give people an opportunity to ask all their burning questions about this very obscure part of our local political arena. So I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about the show. I really hope folks come out. We're doing it on Tuesday, March first. This coming Tuesday. 
at 6.30 at the hideout in person. Bring your vaccination card still, bring your mask, and uh, we're, I don't know yet if they're going to, because the basically venues can decide on this, themselves if they want to keep people masked. I'm guessing that the hideout might want to continue. So, yeah, but we're excited to see everybody. And uh, Ben, I'm very curious what you already know about Gator. Oh, I know a lot about Gator. Uh, he's never been on the show, so that's going to take the opportunity to invite him to the show. He's been around Chicago a, a long, long time. And I remember when uh, first broken the news, losing track of time, uh, organizing uh, on the south side of voter power, I think it was called. Uh, and the papers made uh, much to do about the fact uh, that in an earlier phase of his life, uh, he was a member of a gang. And, uh, and I had, you know... If I must say so, I had uh, mixed feelings about all that because I don't know. At some point, I mean, here's the mix. Yes, you have to report. Absolutely. Okay. Duh. We're all in the reporting business. But at, at some point, do you don't you acknowledge that people have the have the the capability, the capacity uh, to change their life life. So, or if you once win a gang, are you never supposed to, uh, what, get back into society? And uh, my, I have friends who I'm not going to name them now, uh, members of gangs uh, when they were young, and they're dear friends of mine. Uh, as far as I know, they live very uh, clean lives, good citizens, et cetera, and so forth. So that's, that was the mixed feeling I had. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That uh, he was going to be forever blemished uh, this, in this in this capacity, in this way. Uh, yeah. So. And the, and it's, what's interesting is that, you know, whatever the media might make about uh, Gator's history, and we'll, you know, we'll ask him about his political origin story and all of that if he wants to get into it on Tuesday. But there ha it's fire. It's not worked to for candidates running for office who aren't working with him and have opponents who are working with him to make a huge fuss about, oh, this guy is working with this sex gang mem member, blah, blah, blah. People see right through it. I mean, Gators folks win, and they especially win when uh, their opponents try to make him the campaign issue uh, because the vo voters aren't buying it. Uh, people have a much more nuanced understanding of how, how life can be. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm – that's another thing that I'm excited to talk to both of these folks about is, is what, what they see the voters being interested in when it comes to judicial elections, what actually matters to people. How do you win these campaigns that so few people pay close attention to? Yeah. There's so much, and there's so much hypocrisy on this. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, I'm Kanye West in the, the oval office uh, with the legendary football player, Jim Brown talking directly to Donald Trump about uh, letting Larry Hoover uh, out of prison and uh, Donald Trump nodding his head. I'm not quite sure if Donald Trump understood what Kanye was saying. I don't, um, I don't know if you remember this. I'm a, Peter was involved in this. Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm right now going through a, a very heavy, I, I must confess to this to you, Maya, I don't think I've confessed this on the show, uh, Kanye West obsession phase of my life for many reasons and um, they've been watching the Kanye West documentary. I think it's on Netflix. Anyway, the point is, is that Donald Trump is nodding his head talking about getting Larry Hoover uh, out of prison. And yet the right will bash Gator Bradley. 
I'll go one step. Uh, another example. You and I have never talked about this. I don't know if you're following this stuff as closely as I am. Richard Irvin, uh, who is the mayor of Aurora, has been designated by Kenny G as the guy he wants to the, Dem- the Republicans to nominate to run against J.B. Pritzker. Out of nowhere. Uh, Kenny G has Kenny G. Kenny G. referring to him as Kenny G. Uh, yeah, you need a sound effect for that, Dennis. We need that Kenny G clarinet. Anytime Ben brings up Ken Griffin, we need that Kenny G alto sax note. Yeah, right. You're the right. Kenny G. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, of course we'll get we'll get sued by the other Kenny G. Yeah, it's a cease and desist. Don't play my music. Dude, you're a multi-millionaire, okay? We're, we're a broke-ass podcast out of my attic, all right? Let, give us a break. Uh, anyway, uh, the other Kenny G, Ken Griffin, uh, has plucked, what was it, 20 million, I think it is? Uh, and the Tribune, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Maya. So well, let me go back up. Uh, the, the, with Kenny G's money and the money of other rich guys from the state of Illinois, Richard Irvin is running these tough-on-crime commercials that show him like in a police car or something as if he himself is going to a burning building to take people out to beat up bad guys. Okay. Meanwhile, the tribute does a story. The guy's been a criminal defense lawyer for the last, I don't know, 10 years or whatever it is. And he's defended all kinds of nefarious characters that <laughs> breaking law, you know, domestic violence stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I'll say the same thing I said before. It's like, Anybody is entitled to a, uh, a lawyer. I don't hate on Richard Irvin for being a criminal defense lawyer. It, that's our system. You're allowed to have a lawyer. You can't turn around, in my humble opinion, it's not fair game than to, to try to scare white people into voting for you uh, by saying how you stand up to crime. And let's face it, that's what he's doing. So you can't have it two Well, he, he thinks he can have it two ways, but I don't think you should be allowed to have it two ways. You can't be a criminal defense lawyer defending criminals or alleged criminals and attack the Democrats for being too soft on criminals. And so you, you follow what I'm saying, Maya? And I see it a def, definite correlation. If Gator Bradley was pushing for MAGA candidates, MAGA would be embracing them. Oh, yes, he sees the light. Like they embrace any black guy who's for MAGA, right? They put him out. Candace Owens, they put them out there. So you see what I'm saying? I, th- it's the inherent contradiction, hypocrisy that's embedded in all this rhetoric really grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to grind our gears uh, and, uh, and, and, and produce some grist for the mill on Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, everybody... Come out 6.30 p.m. at the hideout. Uh, we have Wallace Gator Bradley and Mary Kay Dawson. You'll definitely want to be there to check out incredible shoes that I'm sure Gator will be wearing. Uh, incredible Gator skin cowboy boots is how, how I first encountered him. Um, so we, yeah, we're we're hoping to make this a, a good conversation. I'm, I'm just looking forward to learning a lot of stuff. Um, I'm new to covering judges and judicial elections, as you know, and I'm just like so excited to learn more about how what are the ins and outs of these campaigns, because one thing I do know is that there's some special campaign rules for judges where they if you're running for judge, there's a lot you can't say while you're campaigning, like you can't run attack ads, you can't state your positions on things. There's a lot of rules because you're supposed to be like a neutral uh, and, and you know a neutral party so even though these these people run as 
Democrats or Republicans, like at the end of the day, you're not going to hear them on, on the stump making promises about what they're going to do other than upholding the law, which is, you know, obviously fairly vague and the very basic thing you would expect a judge to do. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talk to them and especially asking them about how people out there can really figure out who to vote for, who will, who, who will be the kind of judge that they want to see. Uh, and to try to, uh, match, uh, whatever, uh, colorful attire gator bradley is wearing i will be wearing one of my new super cool bulls hats uh my my wife bought me all these bulls hats for my birthday last year i got like 10 new bulls hats and every day i wear a different one so uh, i'm gonna be like gator bradley in my own little way uh maya you're our millennial uh expert uh is there any place uh, listeners can get these tickets online as opposed to showing up at the hideout oh yes they absolutely can so if you Take yourself to your nearest internet browser and you go to hideoutchicago.com. On the very first page that opens at hideoutchicago.com, you can scroll down to March 1st. You see First Tuesdays. You click that buy tickets button. You pay you five bucks and you're in. And we really can't wait to see you all. I can't wait to see you in person, Ben. Uh, We're going to have. Yeah, I'm really excited about this show. It's going to be a great show. All right, Maya, I know you got to get back to business. So thanks for coming on. And I'll see you Tuesday at the hideout at 630. All right. See you then. All right. Very good. That's a great Maya Dukmasova, my partner in crime, a dear friend of mine and the show. All right, D, back to you, wherever you were. And I can't remember where it was. Oh, saxophone. <laughs> it's, it's copyright free. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I just got a phone call. Get it. Oh, my God. Kenny G's lawyer just called me. You better not be playing our music. <laughs> Cause you know, Kenny G's a regular listener of this show. Dude. Oh, absolutely. He loves it. He's going to give us a, what was it? Uh, $17 million, I think for <laughs> funding. Any, any, any contribution is welcome. Kenny G either one, Kenny G, uh, the, uh, Hedge fund guy who's financing Richard Irvin's campaign, or Kenny G, uh, the great, well, I shouldn't call him great, saxophone player. Charles Ellison, if you're listening. Kenny G is really good, all right? So, all right, on to the Illinois governor. Face coverings. Okay. (laughs) Yes, we're inching closer and closer every day to getting back to normal after this damn dirty pandemic. COVID-19 case numbers have gone down all across the board and all around the nation. And our mask mandate here in Illinois ends Monday. Hot damn, I'm excited. What about you, Ben? I'm really hot damn. I love you so. Oh, yeah, you're, you're real excited. What was that quote from you last week? Um, I'm going to be wearing a mask forever. Yes. I'll be wearing one at the hideout, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's true. Last night I went to a restaurant with a dear friend, Ron. I see you. I see you, Uncle Ron. And uh, I wore my mask into the restaurant. Yes, I did. But of course, when I sat down, I took my mask off. I don't have a mask with me. Otherwise, I would show you how good I am at drinking with the mask. All right. I'm really good at drinking with the mask. Don't show me that. Okay. (laughs) It's like I learned that. I had a delicious ginger ale on the airplane. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good at it. It tastes a little like face, but you know, it was good. <laughs> Does <laughs> not taking that mask off. I'm sorry. Boy, this this uh drink has a little facey taste to it. <laughs> now remember, communities and private businesses can enact their own mask rules. JB, 
Give us the scoop. It does appear things are getting much better. And so I think February 28th, the date that we had chosen, seems like a great date for everybody to follow suit. But I will add that there are local governments uh, that uh, have imposed stricter mitigations, and they're welcome to do so if they feel like in their local area. But wait, there's more. Businesses, private businesses can do what's best for their businesses, what's best for their employees and their customers. And we encourage mitigations if they feel like that's the right thing to do in the space that they're in or in the kind of business that they're in. That little shot about municipalities, I think, was uh, directed at Chicago. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants to point out that she calls the shots in Chicago, not J.B. Pritzker. <laughs> so, remember, Dave? <laughs> she was like, uh, oh, oh. I feel like my way um, about to set my critical Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and I have to keep in mind that uh, you're seeking. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, come on! I didn't uh, put this time out for nothing, buddy. She's a wonderful mayor, and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you're free to cut and take this portion of what I of the show and say Mayor Lori Lightfoot is a wonderful mayor. Quote that in your uh, campaign stuff. Make sure you put the link, okay? Don't do like all those people who are ripping me on Facebook the other day. You didn't put the link on. <laughs> what good are you? People are like, who is that guy? I never heard of him before. That's awesome. And then the one dude weighs in, this is awesome. I didn't read the column, but harumph. Well, <laughs> just like a general harumph. <laughs> well, I'm not going to read it. I don't have to. Anyway, where was I? Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Uh, wonderful mayor. Now, please select Dennis to be alderman of the 11th Ward. How about that, D? You know, I'm going to earn it. I don't want any, you know. Earn it? Yeah. Earn it? I'm going Who in there and I'm earning it. anything in the city of Chicago? I'm Who do you know, D? Wake up. Smell the coffee. Oh, thank heaven for Ward 11. <laughs> Let us. Jeez, I don't know. I see the mayor just going, wow, I love that saying. They're <laughs> <laughs> just going to steal it and not pick me. All right. And uh, really, the only other big Pritzker news was all about who we endorsed in our upcoming mm. primary election. So I guess it's time for a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> the parrot. It's an eagle. A parrot. Oh, that, that is yeah. an eagle. A parrot. Ben, we are 123 days away from our Illinois primary election. June 28th is the day. It's the day the infighting ends and our general election candidates will be selected. Now, since we have 123 days, our content really hasn't gotten too deep into the weeds with this election. But we have been watching at the surface. And aside from our Republican gubernatorial primary featuring three sort of middle-of-the-road conservatives, and one, well, for damn sure, downstate Republican. That is correct. <laughs> I hear the other candidate, Paul Schimpf, uh, might be an Uber right-winger, but, sir, I'm sorry, we really don't know anything about you. Uh, we do know that he was a Marine, uh, and that uh, his name reminds me of the Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, that's all we got, Shim. <laughs> Please, give us more to work with. Sir. Oh, and Man Cow, dude, I still think you're trolling us. <laughs> uh, Mr. Cow, what is your position uh, on uh, reproductive rights? Great answers. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. Boy. Then they act like it, not knowing is a virtue. 
I'm not like one of those slick politicians who tells you what he knows. Yeah. I tell you what I don't know. Oh, and it wasn't the, the issues weren't that deep. It was questions like, so are, is your name going to be uh, Man Cow or <laughs> Mueller? I don't know. It's <laughs> a great question. I don't know. Our voters out there will be like, oh, I can really, uh, you know, empathize with this guy. He doesn't know. I don't know either. I think I mean, I'll vote for him. I once too have not known what to put as my name. Uh, <laughs> I really relate with this guy, guys. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> All right, but aside from the Republican gubernatorial primary, <laughs> the other race to watch this year is the primetime primary showdown between Alexi. Oh, it was almost so easy, Janulius. In many respects, uh, a lot of people in this country uh, fear change. And Anna, not so fast, Obama light, Valencia. <laughs> And you have to hand it to Alexi Janulius, all right? He, uh, he was on a roll with that early campaign game. But sadly for Team Alexi, his Secretary of State competition has arrived. And breaking news, she's kind of a badass. Now, Anna Valencia actually announced her aspirations of having her face plastered at every DMV across the state back in June of last year. But it wasn't really until last week's news when the current Secretary of State, the guy who has been doing it since uh, 1999... <laughs> announced that he will be supporting Anna Valencia. Bad news for the Alexi Janulius campaign, right? Well, step aside last week's bad news. Here comes this week's even worse news. <laughs> in many respects, uh, a lot of people in this country uh, fear change. Whatever. Billionaire Governor J.B. Pritzker on Tuesday announced that he is backing Chicago City Clerk Anna Valencia in the hotly contested Democratic primary race for Illinois Secretary of State over Alexi Janulius and Southside Alderman Ben's pick. I've known you long <laughs> enough. You're voting for this guy, Alderman <laughs> David Moore. While Janulius still holds a strong financial advantage over the field in terms of his campaign fund, that could change as the deep pocketed governor hailed Valencia's proven record of success and declared she represents the bright future of the Democratic Party. All right. Uh, so much to unpack here, about starting with the least significant part of it. Did you ever notice that Alexi, we've been talking about how much he's uh, emulating Barack Obama, but he kind of sounds like Trent Ford. Have you oh. ever noticed that? We haven't played Trent Ford in a while. Uh, Trent Ford. Yeah, we've left him alone for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> he's the weatherman for the state of Illinois. He tells you things like it's snowing. Uh, it's People love the weather. I don't Never quite understood the love people have for the weather. You know what I'm saying, D? Uh, but anyway, he just sound a little like Trent Ford. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is very fascinating. Alexi thought he was just going to race to the uh, finish line. He thought that uh, Barack Obama sound-alike effect would do the trick. He lined up a lot of early support. He had the, He's raised the most money, I believe. And then all of a sudden, as Dennis said, out of nowhere, Jesse White says, not so fast. And uh, J.B. Pritzker weighs in. Now, I'm just throwing this out there, and what I'm saying, um, how do I put this, could be deemed very cynical and very jaded. But I'm not sure J.B. Pritzker could pass a uh, test, D, on the differences in policy of Alexi uh, versus Anna Valencia. Okay? I don't believe he could pass a test. I don't know if they could pass a test on the differences between each other in terms of what they would do as Secretary of State. Because the office kind of runs itself. The real thing you just don't want out of a Secretary of State is to be corrupt. The bar is not that high with a Secretary of State. You want to have a Secretary of State like Paul Powell, a name that nobody knows, so just ignore the fact that I said it. He was Secretary of State many, many, oh no, 
Kenny Davis is the only person hearing this who knows who Paul Powell was. Kenny D. Old people. We live, we rock and roll, man. We may be old, but we're not out. Anyway, this is a guy who, when he died, they found like tens of thousands of dollars and a shoebox in his closet. Oh, how'd he get that? Uh, so, <laughs> oh so really, all, <laughs> all you want is no corruption. Bars low. Jamie, it's sort of like a, you know, a nice personality. Jesse White's got a nice personality. That's all you want. I mean, I would argue that Dr. D could do the job. Well, hey, you know? hey, one one feet at a time, my friend. I'm trying to get that 11th ward spot, bud. Uh, so you're right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to screw up that campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on now. So uh, you're saying but, like J.B. Pritzker should go to like uh, Alexi and Anna's like job at their work and just bust in there and go, all right, open up your pockets. What do you got in there? And then, like, yeah. Oh, an eraser? Like, oh, I'm not going for you. You're I don't corrupt. Believe that, I don't believe that J.B. Pritzker has actually studied you know, uh, the the papers of uh, the platform, if you will, of um, Alexi Genuis. I don't think he studied uh, Anna Valencia's. I don't know if either of them have them he, or David Moore, for that matter. I think it was a political equation. Uh, and he calculated there's more to be gained from endorsing. There could be that big logical reason why J.B. Pritzker did this. Or, I mean, it could simply be just like, I don't know, he's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be that, too. Right? Uh, yeah, it could be that, too. Platform, that's the word I was thinking about. Anyway, so I just think it was a political calculation. Nothing wrong with that. We're all politicians, or they're all politicians, okay? So nothing wrong with taking political, making it a political calculation. Don't get all upset, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, I don't believe J.B. Pritzker could pass a trivia uh, test regarding um, uh, the difference between the Secretary of State's. In fact... I think I may be the only person who can tell you where the Secretary of State candidates went to high school. Oh. (laughs) What a braggart we have here today. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Uh, That's a cry for help, ladies and gentlemen. The weirdest stuff I have in my head. I, I actually addressed this, uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in my reader newsletter last week. I got so much weird stuff on my head that I can't, I can't, uh, I don't know, like, real important things. Like the songs from the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I don't know that, but I know where uh, David Moore went to high school. It's weird stuff. And we all that. Don't, don't act like you're above me, listeners. Don't act like you're better than me. You got weird stuff in your head, too, that you know. That's like of no real value other than you know it. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to go on well, that. I mean, was that, a se- was that a segue to our next story about Mary Miller? But anyway, uh, <laughs> well, actually, bef- before we get to that, though, let's hear what Alexi Janoulias has to say about all this. Basically, I'm here to announce that we're building Iron Man. This has been a secret project we've been working on for a long time. All right, Alexi, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot those clips. You haven't played though. I don't. I actually don't think you played that last Iron Man clip before. Fixed a new one. I liked it. The wine. Many respects. Good too. Uh, a lot of people in this country uh, fear change. That is Trent Ford, ladies and gentlemen. If I ever heard Trent Ford, that is Trent Ford. I'm all mixed up. From the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is <laughs> Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford. Am I right or am I right? Huh? I mean, you do have a point. That's true. Hey, Alexi, are you Trent Ford? <laughs> what kind of operation are you running here, buddy? Who are you? Who are you? You sound like Obama. You sound like Trent Ford. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Man. 
Remember when Charlie Meyerson re- referenced Trent Ford? Remember oh, that one? Yeah, Charlie yeah, Meyerson? Yeah. I hear you. I see you out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thought he was slick to a Trent Ford. Now, here's something nobody knew at all. <laughs> only me. Me and only me. Here's something I know that no one else knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we have just one more primary election candidate update. Mary Miller. Ben, take it away. Oh, my God. Mary Miller. Uh, what did she do lately? Uh, well, you'll get to that. But Mary Miller, of course, is the congresswoman from... Uh, I think it's the 15th Congressional District. Don't quote me on that. Uh, and she was the one, of course, who uh, uttered these immortal words. Hitler was right. <laughs> uh, at a rally back in 2021, January, over a year ago. And then, of course, she uh, spent about, I don't know, a couple days backtracking with various uh, attempts at an apology, <laughs> which in many ways, as I already pointed out, were worse. Although it's really hard to top, quote, Hitler was right, unquote. Well, what? Oh, she has done that. Okay, go ahead. You be the judge. Uh, Conservative Representative Mary Miller is something of an outlier within the Illinois delegation on Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, says Illinois Politico Shia Kapos. Unlike her colleagues, Democrats and Republicans alike, Russian aggression has made her wistful for the Trump days. Apparently, she praised former President Donald Trump, whom she visited earlier this week in Mar-a-Lago for a candidate forum, issuing a statement about Russians crossing the southern border and condemning Green New Deal policies in Congress that haven't paused. Miller said in her statement she misses the peace through strength policy of the Trump administration, and she blamed President Joe Biden for a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And uh, she said none of this would be happening if President Trump was still in the White House. And she continued saying, I will continue to pray that God watches over the people of Ukraine. All right. Um, Now, uh, going back to where I was at the start of the show, uh, MAGA's just really weird. I don't know what else to call it. There's probably other words that are better. Response to Vladimir Putin uh, sending in uh, Russian soldiers to topple the Ukrainian, uh, freely elected uh, Ukrainian president. Uh, and take over that country. And MAGA is so twisted in their hatred for all things Democrat that they don't want to do anything that makes it look they're, like they're supporting in any way President Joe Biden. Because in MAGA's brain, and somehow or other, they still believe that Joe Biden did not win the election, that he won. And that Donald John Trump really didn't lose the election, that he lost. So they cannot praise in any way Joe Biden. And they will go to such lengths to attack Joe Biden that they will praise Putin. Or, this is Mary Miller, somehow or other say that this wouldn't happen with Donald Trump, if Donald Trump were president. That's such a bizarre, twisted thing. A mix, you talk about a mixed message. Donald Trump is right now going around praising Putin. He said, what a brilliant move that was to invade the Ukraine. Because essentially, folks, he the only slap on the wrist, in quotes, uh, that uh, Putin is going to get are some sanctions. Two dollars worth of sanctions, I think, is what Trump said. In in exchange for that, he gets to take over a country and kill thousands of people. Brilliant move. That was Trump's reaction to the invasion of the Ukraine or the threat. I think it was he said it before the invasion actually occurred. Whatever. He hasn't retracted it. And so Mary Miller, in an appeal to MAGA, said, oh, this wouldn't happen if Donald Trump was president. What a bizarre statement to make. Donald Trump is praising the invasion. 
<laughs> so what do you think he would have done? And then some MAGA people tell me stuff like, oh, Ben, you don't understand the brilliance of Donald Trump. Like Donald mm. Trump thinks any of this stuff out. He praises Putin, and Putin is so overwhelmed with praise that he won't invade the Ukraine because Trump praises him. I'm like, MAGA, you will say anything to defend Donald John Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. By the way, I'm not quite sure. I read that in, in the great, the legendary Shia Kapos and uh, her column today, D. I don't know. Has anybody asked Mike Boast? What he thinks about it. In other words, she said that and she drew a distinction she did between the position Mary Miller is taking and her opponent, Ronnie Davis, is taking on the invasion of Ukraine. And Ronnie Davis, yes, he did uh, criticize it. But to say he's different somehow, or she's deviating from the, all the Republicans and the only uh, delegation. I don't know. Has anybody asked Mike? I'm sick of it. Let's Most? ask him. Let's ask him. Let's <laughs> okay. what he has to say. All I'm right. sick of it every oh. year. <laughs> See, I think here's the weird thing about MAGA. They're, they don't like Michael Madigan, but they like Putin. MAGA, you call Michael Madigan an autocrat and a tyrant. You call J.B. Pritzker a tyrant. And yet you embrace real tyrants. You guys are all over the map. Yeah, it's getting really weird over there. <laughs> yeah, it's getting land, really are... weird. They don't know. It's like a, a big giant boat comes along, and they're like, hey, jump on the boat. And you're like, where are we going? We don't know. We have no clue where this is going. Just <laughs> goes way, into the big dark sea. I want to apologize to MAGA for criticizing them, because uh, I'm suddenly I'm aware, D, they might come over and beat me up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they threaten me. Uh, like they did to uh, uh, Keisha Collins. Oh. So I just apologize, MAGA. I take it all back. I'm really scared. Don't, don't do it, MAGA. <laughs> Sorry, D. Yeah, it's getting really dark over there, guys. It like, it's really I weird. Jump off the boat, guys. You don't know where this. You don't know Come where on. you're headed. Like, just say no to Donald Trump. Yeah. All right, Mary Miller. Just say no to him. You can do it. Well, actually, her only hope for winning that election is that uh, Trump's endorsement, which she has received, she's been endorsed by Donald John Trump. So Ronnie Davis kind of sticking his neck out there. Not only uh, is he running against a candidate endorsed by Donald John Trump, he actually criticized uh, Trump's favorite politician, Putin. So, wow, It'd be interesting. Interesting to see how Republicans voters respond to all this. The, the finest minds of the Republican Party will be all working on this campaign. It'd be a very interesting. I'm, I'm really interested in that outcome, D. It'll speak a lot about where the Republicans are right now. All right. And one final note. Word has it from the campaign of Illinois Republican gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey that Darren Bailey still can't believe that someone gave him a million dollars. And Ben, rumor has it that Bailey has been asking all week if he can just cash it out, put it in a pile on the floor and just look at it. He just wants to. <laughs> he's never seen a million dollars. You know what I mean? Actually, I don't know if that's true. He's a very successful uh, farmer. D. He uh, he may have seen a million dollars. A million? Well, I don't know if he's seen it yet. You know, yeah, you raise a good point. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. The first million I make from this 11th Ward gig. But that is your 2022 <laughs> Illinois primary election candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. We got a new voice guy. Oh. <laughs> Gets me every time. Is that the crow? Oh, no. There's a parrot? We're getting close. Crow is cooler than a uh, parrot. <laughs> Hawk? Doesn't sound like an eagle. I don't know. I'm just saying. Where'd you get that thing anyway? Oh, when did you become the bird expert? <laughs> Mike Novak at the building. 
<laughs> oh, we got to bring Novak back. Absolutely, we do. Oh, I miss my, my goodness. Novak. Thank you for that. Uh, environmentalist, dear friend of the Ben Jarofsky show. Well, hey, maybe. Funny guy, too, by the way. Take some notes. Maybe you have something to talk about with him here. Uh, before we move on to the Chicago news, Ben, did you know that this week was Grain Bin Safety Week? I, do you even know what a grain bin is? Um. Yeah, isn't that something you put the grain in? Perfect. Here's Illinois Department of Agriculture Bureau Chief of Warehouses, Joe Small, with more. Like, for instance, you know, have, making sure you're not working in and around a bin by yourself, uh, those types of things. Or <laughs> I'll just reach in here and knock this loose, when in fact, you always got to start with safety. And um, those ways will avoid a lot of problems in the future. Is that when like you keep good quality, it'll avoid having grain hung up in bins, which leads to yeah. having to break it loose, which leads to, you know, having to either be inside the bin from the outside trying to knock it loose, and then even worst case scenario, having to go inside. There you go. Yeah. A little Trent Ford-esque there, uh, D. A little Trent Ford-esque there, D. And uh, I'm going to drop the mic now. Remember when Obama left? I'm out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm out. I got to go. <laughs> Peanut butter got, cup. Got money to make. <laughs> Obama Center, here I come. <laughs> anyway. Good times. Hey, who knew? You know, grain bin safety week. Oh, wait, Ben, we have more news. <laughs> I, I thought we were ready to go to the Chicago news. But believe uh -oh. it or not, yes, we do have more Illinois news. And in fact, I guess this is the only way we're going to get her on the program again ever. Our Illinois controller, Susanna Mendoza, she announced a new Find My Refund alert system. And every two weeks, we will be uh, checking in to see what's going on with your tax return. And if it's not ready yet, we'll send you an update saying that we have not received your tax return yet. But once we get it, that next alert will say we have received your tax return from the Illinois Department of Revenue. Yeah, yeah, then what? Then as soon as that payment is out the door, we will then send you a last update saying, congrats, your money's on the way. So we'll either send it via, you know, direct deposit into people's bank accounts or it'll be sent via the mail. Cool. We should reach out to Susanna Mendoza to bring her back in the show. I, but Susanna's been really trying to get along with everybody. I like Susanna when the fists are flying, Susanna. Back in the old days, she'd come on, uh, the Mendoza report, poor, poor, poor. She would pound away at Rounder. I loved it when she did that. Now she's like, Ben, I don't know. That's You do your thing. I'm going to get along with everybody for a while. Uh, but she uh, really did a good service to the state of Illinois, in my humble opinion, during those uh, last two years of Rauner's term where she just went at him relentlessly. You could have had her as your mayor, Chicago. She ran for mayor. D, you could have voted for her. I could have voted for her. Instead, I voted for Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now to the news in the city of Chicago. A mayor and her alderman. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. The weekly Chicago soap opera continues, and if you missed the Chicago news last week, guess what? You're never going to believe it. A Chicago politician was busted for doing something shady. What? <laughs> this time around, it's 11th Ward Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. Yeah, last week the alderman was found guilty on two counts of lying to regulators and five counts of filing false federal income tax returns, and state law requires Thompson to resign his seat on the city council. And, well, since the news broke, the great alderman search is on. That's why I'm wearing a tie. <laughs> the 11th Ward needs a new alderman. Who will it be? No one knows. But we have learned a little bit about the selection process this week. Apparently, a four 
apparently a four-person panel, including one member of the Chicago City Council, will screen applicants seeking to become the next council member representing the 11th Ward, replacing the convicted Patrick Daly-Thompson. That search committee will review applicants, interview candidates, and recommend a final slate of options to Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who makes the final selection. Alderwoman Michelle Harris, been of what ward? Alderwoman Michelle Harris is the eighth ward. Nice. Uh, she. W- <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it's pushed the wrong button. I got slugged. <laughs> Alderwoman Michelle Harris will serve as ex officio chairwoman. The yes. other members are Salvador Cicero of the Cicero Law Group, Grace Chan of McKibben, executive director of Coalition for a Better Chinese Community, and Jamie Trecker. That's right. Jamie <laughs> Trecker, a producer and co-host who I email every single week. <laughs> That's my in on this, all right, guys? For, for Lumpin Radio, WLPN LP 105.5 FM, where the Ben Jarofsky Show can be heard Fridays at noon. Yes, I'm a big fan of Jamie Trecker. Uh, he's, he's like me, an old baby boomer. Uh, and he looks like he's just come out of Led Zeppelin. I mean, if you have met Jamie, he looks like he was like the bass player in Led Zeppelin. He's got that old baby boomer vibe, and I love it, man. Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I don't know how he got put on this uh, August uh, commission who uh, will probably be ignored by Mayor Lori Lightfoot when they come up with their recommendation. But, Jamie, hey, take care of Dr. D here. He put a tie on and everything. Uh, yeah, anyway, we talked about this. Uh, I'm very um, – I don't know. I, I feel as though whoever gets the nod uh, in this first round uh, should just – as Nick Spazato said, about the only thing Nick and I agree on these days, just agree that uh, he or she is, is a temporary hold on the office and let the voters decide. Uh, this situation, so classic Chicago, where everybody, uh, you know, uses, gets the, uh, cultivates the elected officials to get a position, uh, gets the leg up, and then, I don't know. I mean, so not everybody's bad. Many of my best political friends, you know, have got their jobs that way. I know. I know. Okay. Uh, but still, I think that uh, I think we should all agree that, eh, you know, let the voters decide. Uh, we are a democracy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is not uh, Russia. So I think the voters uh, should d- decide. And so the person who gets the gig uh, should just say, you know what, I'm going to I'm not running in um uh, for the uh, when is the election in February of, of 2023. That's my position, uh, D. By the way, can I do my um, promotion right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, what's... The, really what? dying to do this promotion. It's the Ben Jarofsky show, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not the Dr. D show. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. So I just did an interview before we did the taping of the show, a very moving interview in many ways with a dear friend of the show, uh, Alderwoman uh, Sue Sedlowski-Garza. Sue and I don't agree on absolutely everything, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not one of those lefties who just kicks people out. Because you disagree with them on something. All right. Uh, and um, so we, part of it, the interview is a, a shout out uh, for appeals to a, a GoFundMe page uh, for a woman named uh, Amanda Kahlo, actually for her children. Amanda Kahlo uh, was killed uh, by her husband who then killed himself. She was shot. It was uh, it was it's a very sad story. Uh, and Amanda was a dear friend of uh, Sue's daughter. 
and Sue's daughter Katie was on the show as well. And so there's this GoFundMe page. I urge everybody, if you have it, you can help. Please help because there's two kids who are surviving, have no parents, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. It's a very sad story. Uh, so we talked about that. Uh, and then we just started talking politics with Sue. And then the subject of Mayor Lori Lightfoot came up. And Sue had been an ally of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And she just let it be known in no uncertain terms. She's not going to endorse her. She's not going to vote for her. She said, maybe I should run for mayor. And then she quickly said, uh, no, I'm not going to run for mayor. I'm running for re-election. As no, she's like, ah, wait, I'm on the Minderowski show. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, but um, a very fascinating interview. Uh, Sue Garza letting loose about her opinion of Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, and Allison Awadi, the health commissioner of the city of Chicago. Uh, so I urge everybody to check it out. It's dropping tomorrow. DJ Nate uh, is going to get it ready to drop tomorrow. Uh, DJ Nate produces the uh, weekend shows. And by the way, you need a DJ. He's your guy. Uh, and uh, anyway, really good stuff. Sue Sadowski Garza just speaking from her heart uh, on a number of issues, uh, including uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, it sounds like she almost, uh, she was you know, kind of joking about running for mayor. But if uh, she announces it, we got to get that scoop, buddy. <laughs> She's not running for mayor. She's definitely running for re-election. Uh, but, uh, yeah. You're going to see yeah. me just calling her, uh, Sue, Sue, Ruben Hazzy, maybe running for mayor. Is it true? <laughs> I'm getting that scoop. I'm I'm taking the bull by the horns, buddy. Make sure you wear that tie uh, when uh, you do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to go to She Sue. was a little disappointed that you weren't the guy doing the, you know, that uh. DJ Nate was doing it. Uh, but then she fell in love with DJ Nate. So all's well uh, in producer land. Yeah, she's not going to love me after a few weeks. Sue, Sue, is it true? You're running for mayor. Please tell the people what they want to hear. That's funny. It rhymes. Sue, Sue, is it true? <laughs> uh, we'll end it out with some uh, quotes here from the mayor. Lightfoot said, some of these folks are very well known. Uh, they do a lot of great work in that community. And I think the people we selected will do a fine job. I like the idea of having people that are residents of the local ward be the first kind of line of screening potential candidates. We encourage anyone who meets the criteria to apply and we will take their applications Seriously. Lightfoot has said she hopes the replacement can be sworn in and seated in March. They will remain in office until council elections next year. The council is in the process of redrawing its ward boundaries, though no final map has been approved in both leading contenders, a map backed by the council's black caucus, the other backed by the Latino caucus. The 11th ward becomes majority Asian-American. Yeah, so my guess is that uh, Lori Lightfoot will select an uh, Asian-American person uh, for that uh, position. That's just my guess. And, um, again, I repeat what I <laughs> said, and I'll say it over and over again. There's got to be a better way. Got to be a better way uh, to fill these vacancies. And I don't know, great minds have really uh, they're just stumbling over this issue. You know, if it's a state representative seat, it's the alderman, excuse me, the committeeman, uh, the Democratic committeeman who convened from all the awards that uh, are in that legislative district. So we've talked about this in the past. Uh, Mike Simmons got the nod to fill a vacancy over Kelly Cassidy. That's just one that pops to mind uh, on the state Senate seat in the north side of Chicago. Kelly Cassidy herself got the nod from uh, committeeman to fill a vacancy many years ago uh, when I think Harry Osterman stepped up. Good God, T. You talk about the clutter that's in my brain that I know this stuff. Uh, so 
To quote Kenny Davis, there's got to be a better way. Uh, there's got to be a morning after. Sorry. Well, uh, I yeah. don't know. I kind of like it. Uh, I'm going to talk with him. Uh, I actually just... I sent them to let them know, you know, I got an appointment schedule. They sent me an email and they gave me some like questions, you know, to kind of, you know, some preliminary questions. You want to oh, hear some yeah, of these questions? Let's hear these questions. I didn't know about the questions. You want to hear some of these? Yeah. Let's hear the questions. Let me open up. Let me open up the email real quick. <laughs> I did not know about the questions. Well, I didn't either. They just sent them to me as we're doing the show. I see. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Uh, so, all right, here we go. Uh, question. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't know, you know, great moments of pre-show planning. I did not know about the questions. It just, but they just came. So that's why we couldn't. Have... Yeah. Yeah. Question one, Lollapalooza should have had it or not should have had it. <laughs> hmm. Your answer. Not should have had it. Of course. Not. Sh- Wait, hold on. That's like not should have had it. Not. Sh- oh, I mean, you, we should not have had it. Should not have had yeah. it. You know? Okay. The. Uh, uh-oh, here comes what? Lori Lightfoot. Get out of the car. <laughs> You're through. Luncheons, right. yes or no? <laughs> I do like luncheons. I, ne- I never knew what she was talking about before, but I went to one recently. That was pretty cool. Very informative and very good food. So, yes. Hold on. I do like Lori Lightfoot. Well, second thought, I might consider him. Are you doing your your 50-50 right now, D? Now, listen to how this question's worded. Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, what do you think about her? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> JT, we love you. I don't, th- th- we love JT. Oh yeah, we love J- we love Jeanette. She's she's our favorite older woman here on the program. It's just weird how they work. What do you think about her? That's just weird. I don't. I don't want to say favorite. I got a lot of favorites in the city council, but JT is way up there, high, way way up there. She speaks from her heart. She tells it like it is. And I know Lori Lightfoot's not going to like your uh, answer, D, because she doesn't like Jeanette Taylor because Jeanette Taylor tells it like it is, but. All right, one okay. more, one more, one more. It says, and it, once again, worded very weirdly here, uh, Lincoln Yards. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool, right? Huh? Oh, man, Lori Lightfoot came to the hideout in 2019 and said to me, oh, yeah, you're right, Ben, about Lincoln Yards. Oh, I'm with you 100%, Ben. <laughs> Inside, inside her brain, her eyes were rolling like this dummy falling for it. He actually believes me. McDumpkey warned me, ladies and gentlemen. He goes, Ben, she's just saying that. I go, no, Mick, it's not true. No politician would just tell me something that's not true just to win me over at that moment and backtrack. No way. You're too cynical. You're too jaded. And Mick's like, I warned you. <laughs> sure enough, Lori Lightfoot, instead of fighting Lincoln Yards, one of the biggest waste of money, she's like, there's nothing I could do about it. Hmm. Well, just to prove this gargantuan handout to a developer to <laughs> underwrite the cost of an upscale development in an already gentrifying ward. God. I got, okay, one more question. This one's a hypothetical, actually. Okay. Let me read it. Okay, it's a pandemic and you need a haircut. What do you do? Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> do as I do as I say, not as I do. That's the answer to that question, D. All right, everybody. No pandemic, no haircuts for you in a pandemic, but if I want a haircut, it's okay, all right? I got to look good because I'm going on national TV. D, you're, are you going on national TV? I don't think so. Oh, I may as well. I got this tie on. It's true. By the way, he looks awesome, folks. 
All right, everybody, that's our show. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows uh, at wherever wherever you download podcasts, all right? ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y. A plethora of Ben Jarofsky show content, all right? We have this weekend's Benny J bonus interviews. Ben, what's on the uh, lineup? Saturday, Sue Sedlowski Garza. You don't want to miss that, ladies and gentlemen. Fascinating stuff. On Sunday, this is a, I love this interview. Uh, Jeff Jenkins. Uh, it's a little off the beaten path for us, but I urge everybody to check it out. Jeff Jenkins, who ran for alderman of the 47th War, lost to Matt Martin. Uh, I did not realize this detail. I bumped into him the other day in the street. Uh, is very involved in uh, rescuing pit bulls, and I'm a big dog lover. And we talk about rescuing pit bulls and the subterranean uh, market of uh, breeding pit bulls and uh, fighting pit bulls. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting things to say. He works with Michael Vick or has worked with Michael Vick uh, on trying to educate people about how to treat dogs. Uh, fascinating stuff for any dog lover out there uh, it, for some great insights from Jeff Jenkins. Uh, and then uh, Romana, we uh, haven't done that interview yet, but uh, she is ready to go. Romana Hussein, uh, right up there with um, uh, David Ferris is our two most popular weekend drops, neck and neck. The Romano uh, Rundown. Yeah, the Romano Rundown. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky or wherever else you download podcasts. Go check it out. Subscribe. Give us a review. Five stars only. That'd be great. And uh, check it out. Send us an email. BennyJShow at gmail.com. Find us online at BennyJShow. B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J show. And you can call us. 708-658-4788. The number again. 708-658-4788. We would love to hear from you. All right, very good. I want to thank Maya Dukmasafa for coming on the show. Don't forget, uh, Tuesday, March 1st, 6.30 at the Hideout. It's going to be a great show. Looking forward to seeing Maya again and uh, getting back, doing First Tuesday in front of a live audience. It's always a blast. Timmy Tutton will be there, uh, the great Timmy T. Uh, we'll do an introduction. You know he loves to do introductions. Uh, and I uh, also want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. He's looking very cool, very dapper. Uh, with that blue tie and that blue shirt, which Wait, he ironed. I just got an email. Hold on. I replied those answers. <laughs> Thank you very much for your consideration. At this time, we do not need your help as 11th Ward Alderman. Damn it! <laughs> no, keep the tie on. You look really No, good. I'm done. Uh, we have a dress code now on the Ben Jurassic Show, which I just instituted. Uh, host and producer must wear ties. Sick of it. Every uh, year, we give power to one person. <laughs> Uh, I'm sick of it. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. The pride and joy of all Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as Lori Lightfoot, Mike Boast, and Mary Miller will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for Demarvelous. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah,